Dun 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 Josh Cast Dun 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 Oh it's the podcast that still is somehow going Dun 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 Oh is it comedy or is it just rambling Dun 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 Oh Will it be more methodical or will it Dun 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 Oh Be more of ad-libbing that goes nowhere Dun 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 Josh Cast Dun 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 Josh Cast Dun 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 Okay, so uh, here we are once again, and I am, I'm already terrified that this is not going to be a funny podcast, but then again, um, it may not have been funny to begin with, but I want to get past that. The, here's what I'm struggling with today. Um, I'm trying to figure out what is unique, interesting, different about me as a comedian, because for a long time I've just been doing jokes about how I lost my virginity when I was 32. So I feel like the most interesting or unique or different thing about me is I've had sex with one person and I'm 34. And I don't know if that's really enough of a platform for an act. Uh, It feels um, uh, like it's not enough. It feels like it's not... So what? That's what I keep thinking. So what? I keep talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. There's got to be more to life than the number of sexual partners that a person has had, um, in spite of the fact that it is a rather low number when you look at the national average, which I have looked at. Uh, and what I discovered, actually, is that, there, that according to Wikipedia, there's 100, about 100,000 Jewish people in Colorado. Um, and uh, according to another source, uh, that there's 5% of Americans are adult virgins. So I did the math, and if we assume that the number of adult virgins is evenly spread across all 50 states, there might actually be more adult virgins in Colorado than there are Jews in Colorado. So when I'm thinking about what's the most unique thing about me, the fact that I'm Jewish and from Colorado might actually trump the adult virgin thing, which was a huge... Uh, a huge revelation for me. A huge revelation. I've been barking up the wrong tree of neuroses. Uh, I, uh, um, but I, but I, I don't feel significantly connected with either of those things anymore. Um, I mean, I don't practice the religion of Judaism, and I know I talk about how, you know, Judaism is kind of a religion, it's kind of a race, but it really, it is a religion, and I don't, um, I haven't been paying the Jew dues, so I don't really feel like I... You know, when I go on stage and I talk about being Jewish, a part of me feels like a fraud and I feel guilty, which in a way makes me even more Jewish, but yet not Jewish. And that's the ongoing cycle that I have. Uh, and then, of course, there's all the neuroses that I talk about on and on and on. And I don't know what, I don't even know what neuroses means. Um, I just, I'm okay, I'm neurotic, I'm afraid, I'm terrified, I'm, I worry a lot. Um, but, you know, how is that really? different from most people other than the fact that I talk about it. I think that's what it is. I just talk about the fact that I worry a lot. Most people don't talk about it. They keep it to themselves, or they they talk about it with a therapist, or they push it all down and die. And uh, I'm just not one of those people. I just vomit it out. But even then, that feels like... like, like one One of my biggest fans is Woody Allen. And But my favorite... My favorite things that Woody Allen has written have been his short stories and his essays, and in a lot of those, uh, like for instance in his play called God that he wrote where he's got a Greek chorus, and the Greek chorus is, you know, 
saying funny things that a Greek chorus would never say. That's the kind of stuff that I find more funny than when Woody Allen kind of delves into his own neuroses. I begin to find that uh, not funny, which is probably because it's too close to home, because I'm I'm probably more neurotic than Woody Allen, if that's possible. I think that is possible. I mean, he was much better with women than I am at this point. The scorecard, you know, I'm... There you go. But even then, there again, score. what is a score, scorecard? What scorecard? Why, why does it matter? Why does it matter how many sexual partners a person's had? I, it doesn't matter. There's more to life than that. There's more to me than that. I don't know what that is because I haven't had any more than one sexual partner. So, because I haven't had very many relationships, uh, uh, relationships are what define us, and therefore, I lack definition. Not only is this podcast coming off incredibly neurotic and incredibly Jewish, uh, it's coming off like the podcast of someone who lost their virginity when I was 32, so maybe I just can't escape my own fate. Um, does that mean that the only way to change my act is to have sex with a lot of people at once to just kind of get back on on the train or to get to get kind of modulated to everybody else. Is that what I would have to do? Uh, because the thought of that, I mean, I've I've only had sex with one person. I've gotten tested for STDs twice. And and if I were to get into a relationship with someone else, I a part of me would want to get STD tested again just to cover the bases. <laughs> Because I, I, I couldn't deal with the guilt of giving somebody an STD that, I, uh, that according to two sets of tests, I don't have. I'm not sure what to make of that either. I, uh, now I'm coming to the point now where I see... This is the other thing. Is, you know, I probably should do more uh, homework before I do these podcasts. I should write something out so that I can come in here with a vision. A vision for what to do. Um... But on the other hand, there's my impulse is telling me I just need to talk through this uh, in order to figure this out. I don't know why anyone would be listening. See, then now I'm going into the self-deprecation. I'm tired of the self-deprecation. It's boring. It is boring for me to. All right, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I'm terrible, and I'm not funny. Good. Next. Who cares? I don't care anymore. I don't care about that. There are other things to talk about, like Toyota Tercels and BMWs. Maybe this is a. This should be a podcast about cars. Apparently. I tend to get, I think I, I, I adopt a pedantic tone of voice. Apparently, this should be a podcast about cars. I do that whenever I'm compensating for, uh, I'm overcompensating. So I, I want to avoid, I want to avoid getting into that pedantic voice. That pedantic faux Shakespearean voice that I put on myself. I want to avoid that. Um, but what is deeper? What is underneath it, Josh? What's underneath all that? Who am I really? Who am I really? I have a strong sense of justice. I don't know what that means. So I'm a, I'm, uh, a superhero? Is that, I'm Batman? Is that what I mean? I have a strong sense of justice. I get angry when I see the less fortunate being mistreated by the more fortunate. Uh, great. That's very specific to one person on Earth, Josh. Very nice. Um, I... You know, I watch this, these things. That's what I can't believe about Trump. That's where I keep going back to it, is that he'll say we need to put Muslims on a watch list, and he's still in the, in the race. I can't fathom that. I can't fathom how people excuse that kind of talk. And it's, it's just hard for me to listen to anything else that he says after hearing that. If he didn't say that, then 
you know, if 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 you throw away all the rhetoric and you just and all he had to talk about was his economic policies, even then I would at least listen to it or try to entertain the idea of well, you know, maybe we need to reexamine what our trade agreements are with other countries. But it's hard to do that after dropping the uh, uh, let's put everyone on a list bomb, if you will. Now, I didn't mean that as a pun intended to, to the Islamic faith and the idea of terrorism and, and bombing. I didn't, that was not, it was in no way meant to be a joke. And I've probably just even mentioning right that, mentioning that right now probably is not helping my case. I just think of the kid, I think, I think of a Muslim child living in America who hears Donald Trump say that. How, how is that kid going to feel? Probably horrible or afraid or angry. Um, that's how I would feel if, if he said, let's, you know, let's let's focus on let's put all Jews on a watch list because of something that you know what five Jews did. Let's blame. Let's put them all on a watch list. I'd feel hor- I'd feel uh, singled out and horrible. And I just can't believe that after all these years, uh, and after everything that's happened in this country and in the world. That that attitude is still prevalent. I can't believe it. It's amazing to me, and it's still popular because he's on a reality TV show. That's why he's popular. Is that what it is? I don't get it. I don't get it. I so don't get it. Or is it that people hate Clinton that much that they're willing to go even with some guy like Trump? And I go to Clinton's website, and the very first thing it says is, you know, we can't have Trump as a president. Um, which goes to show where Clinton's campaign is. Vote for Hillary Clinton because you don't want to vote for Trump. That's uh, uh, that's depressing on Hillary's part. It's either me or Trump. Clinton, 2016. That's what the slogan is. You want Trump? Clinton, 2016. I just find that abysmal. Utterly abysmal. Um, I... Uh, I think it's time for a transition. 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 So I'm uh, producing a comedy show called Trekkies for Trees. Uh, keeping, the Earth, keeping the Earth Class M. And it's a uh, fundraiser. I want to raise money for the rainforests. I've mentioned it on previous episodes of the podcast for the two listeners who are listening to this. And excuse me, I've just taken a big sip of water. Uh, uh, it was more than a sip; it was a gulp. I have five or six gulps of water from the water bottle that's been in my car. And they say that's bad because all the sun hits the plastic and the plastic gets into the water and it's carcinogenic. That's carcinogens. It's carcinogenic. Carcinogenic, that's the word. So now I'm just contributing to me giving myself cancer while talking through a cell phone, which is also causing cancer, which is leading me back to the neurotic worrying uh, epoch. That's epoch's not the right word. The, the, The motif of neurotic and worrying, which... Uh, overlays quite nicely with being Jewish and uh, really doesn't mesh well with the Colorado part. And I'm right back to where I started. Um, and really, the neurotic and the worrying... Actually, the neurotic and the worrying is would be the, the root of it. The, the, the fear, the fear of death, the worrying, which is why it took me so long to lose my virginity, because of all of the fears I have about relationships. So it's the neurotic... 
It's the worrying. That's really what, that's the root of it. It's the fear of death. Can, can a fear of death be enough of, uh, is that my hook? Is that my hook on stage? Hello, my name is Josh and I have a fear of death. So, I mean, it certainly relates to the stuff with Trump. I mean, if, if a Jewish person blows up something, is he going to put all Jews on a watch list? That's fear, fear of death. It all comes back to that, fear of death. I think we've made a tremendous discovery. I have a phenomenal fear of death. Although it seems like other people have that fear of death. I'm sure Harrison Ford has a fear of death, but he, he wears it better than I do. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He, wears, he, we- he does wear it better than I do. Anyway, uh, raising money for the rainforests. Why the rainforests? Well, it goes back to the fear of death. I want to breathe, and my understanding is that if we don't have the rainforest, it's going to be harder for me to breathe, and I don't want that to happen. Um, I want to help the rainforests. I'm reading about what's causing the rainforest destruction: palm oil. That's what's palm oil is in everything good. If you're when it, the last time that something good happened to you, palm oil was involved. That's what I'm. That's what I'm finding. The last time you felt good, I don't care what you were doing, who you were doing it with, where you were doing it, palm oil was involved. So if you're depressed and you're absolutely miserable, you're helping the rainforest. Palm oil is in everything delicious. It's in cookies, it's in uh, cakes, everything. All the major snack, snack food companies use it. It's a cheap, it creates, a, it's a cheap vegetable oil, vegetable oil basically. Uh, cheap, easy to produce. Um, all you have to do is destroy the rainforest to plant the crop to harvest it. Uh, easy, easy, no problem. And there are a lot of big companies uh, who are uh, bringing this palm oil into their massive production cycles. Um, and there are country- companies that are better that have said we're not going to, we're not going to use palm oil that comes from land that's been uh, former rainforest land, and then we have companies that are not so good. Apparently one of the companies that is not so good is Pepsi, PepsiCo. Uh, Pepsi. So, uh, Pepsi is not good. It's, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm terrified even mentioning this, but I'm afraid of, some, of, of uh, uh, retribution from Pepsi. I'm terrified of Pepsi. I mean, you look at what these companies do, they, they go in, they, you know, they... And I don't know if it's the companies directly or the the suppliers that the companies pay, probably a combination of the two, go in and they remove indigenous people from their land and destroy the land, which makes me think that we should, you know, that these cookie companies, that's who we should be using to fight terrorism right there. We should use Pepsi. Um, I, you don't want to get in, in front of Pepsi. They'll, they'll destroy you. Um, think of the chemical warfare that Pepsi and the Heinz company could come up with. Mustard gas that actually tastes like mustard. It'd be a delicious form of death. So all of these companies are producing palm oil, and um, I want to raise money to send to the Rainforest Action Network, and they're going to raise awareness about this and teach the indigenous people nonviolent practices to basically go and, I think, stand in front of the bulldozers and prevent the bulldozers from bulldozing. Paying for passive resistance, uh, which sounds good. I I tried describing this to someone. They were asking if if the Rainforest Action Network was arming the indigenous people. That might be more effective. I hate to say it, um, but uh, it would, this would turn into Return of the Jedi if that happened. 
Um, then again, if I'm comparing indigenous people to Ewoks, they're probably going to be insulted with that. Um, but why be insulted with that? The Ewoks are great characters. And I know that there's a lot of people who hate Ewoks and have a problem with Ewoks. I don't get the problem with it. I do not understand the Ewok hate. That is not fair. They overpowered a superior military force using only their wits and traps that, that they were somehow able to build in a 24-hour period that I think would take most normal species a good six months. But still, very impressive. But I want to send money to help the people of the rainforest. I would never actually want to visit the rainforest uh, because I don't like rain and I don't like forests. I don't like snakes uh, that could bite me. I don't like diseases, rare tropical diseases. Uh, I don't, I mean, flowers are nice, but I don't need to be near them. Pictures of flowers on YouTube are good enough for me. Um, the environment, I mean, if not for the fact that it was important and it was full of life that needs to be preserved, I could take it or leave it. But uh, I want to help. Uh, I want to help. I want to help them and then never go there. And if, you know, and I think they, they don't want me there either. I'm sure of it. They don't need me there trouncing around, inadvertently stepping on, you know, a Midas rat animal. I'm not, I don't think that's a real thing. A Midas rat, I don't think that exists. But, you know, stepping on something that's endangered. I, they don't want that. They don't need that. I'm although if there's only a hundred thousand Jewish people from Colorado, technically I could be endangered. You know, I think uh, I think that's a good place to leave it. Ding 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 ding. This is the end of the podcast. The end of the podcast. Eleven episodes and not much of a reaction online. Should we continue with the podcast? Or should we put our creative efforts into something that is more worthwhile? Perhaps we should write out a script before we do the podcast instead of just talking into a phone randomly while sitting in a car outside of a coffee shop in Burbank.